Hey, welcome to Barreled Surf Podcast. This is our fourth episode and we are in the studios today and we've got T-Bone, Tyrant Yeldon with us. How are you, T-Bone? Excellent, now mate. On four weeks holidays, mate, so life is good. Four weeks holidays, mate, that, that sounds bloody awesome. I uh, unfortunately have not got four weeks holidays, but you know, you can always live vicariously through other people, so that's, that's great. What are you doing on your holidays, mate? Off to Europe. Fly off to Venice tomorrow night, a couple you, of weeks Venice. in Italy, and then down to Croatia for a week. Then hopefully going to uh, sneak off to uh, to sample some French beach breaks. French beach breaks. What, what's it like at the moment? You know, uh, I'm not sure. I haven't really looked at the forecast. Um, weather's looking good, sunny. Hopefully there'll be a, a few little waves on offer. It's always pretty dependent on the banks over there, isn't it? Yeah, tides and banks, and you know. Hopefully, we'll get a few few little nuggets in the French beach breaks. So, a bit of, bit of time in Croatia as well, mate? Yeah, going to hire a car and just cruise down the coastline. Got some heritage along that way. Um, so, go to some beautiful places, Tuchepi, Dubrovnik, Split, just drink some Croatian beer, <laughs> sample some Croatian food. That sounds terrible. You should just leave the kids here and have some time with the wife over there, but obviously, we can't do that. Um, so away for four weeks. Uh, anywhere else you going? No, mate. No, just just there, but no stopovers along the way. It would have been nice to have a little stopover in Indo. All that swell's been hitting the uh, archipelago over the last two, three months. Fuck, it's been consistent, hasn't it? Sure has, mate. Um, heaps of days at Padang Padang, which you don't see too much, too too often. Um, heaps of days on you know Ulus with four hundred. European surfers, absolutely loving it. Yeah, chaos anyway. Well, they've got the QS 3000 on at NIAS at the moment. 3000 at Yeah, NIAS. they bumped it up, bumped it up to a 3000. So um, I'm not sure what the surf's been like, um, but I know the heats, the round one and two heats have started. Mm. Actually getting the president, Wodoko, making an appearance. So speaking of NIAS, what, what, do you know what's going on there down there with that construction? Oh, I think it, I think it got bit blown out of the water uh, i don't believe they're building a road through the you know along the beach i think it was just more of a pathway it was a um, shitload of rocks and stuff and heavy machinery down there though did you see the photos uh yeah i did yeah like i i, I did see a video with a couple of locals um and some other some other guys sort of explaining exactly what they're doing and yeah, okay. uh because everyone got pretty excited. Um, I know some of the locals were a bit concerned, but I, what I heard is not as bad as what um, what we all thought. Well, beat up I don't to, think the way is going to get destroyed or anything, but um, yeah. See how it goes. I think they're prepping it for the, for the president to make an appearance. <laughs> yeah, goes goes down there and has a little ribbon, ribbon cutting ceremony. Um, so you're off to Europe. What, you've been back what a week or so. Have you yeah. been getting any waves during the time off? Yeah, I went to. I surfed a couple of times uh, last week. Actually, on the weekend was beautiful weather. Sunday was a magnificent day in the water. Cracking! I heard it was absolutely. Yeah, cracking. sun was shining. Swell was pumping. I um. It was a magic I was, day. I was camping with the family inland, so I didn't didn't get a chance to land barrels. <laughs> There's a couple of cold beers involved down in down near Pemberton, but um, you know, you got to do that sometimes. Get the family time, which uh, you'll be doing plenty of that in Europe. So. No, definitely, mate. Actually, Sunday felt like a, like it felt like summer. Nearly, yeah. it was like a goodbye to winter. It was just a magic day. 
Yeah, I um, had a swim in the um, Big Brook Dam in Pemberton. It was sunny, but, mate, cold water. <laughs> I bet. You've, you've never experienced anything like oh, it. Oh, the deep south is freezing. Um, so we've just had a wrap-up. Well, not just, but last week, I think it was, we had a wrap-up of the uh, Tahiti Pro. Now, I'm pretty sure that it's not Billabong these days, is it? It's it's a Tahiti Pro brought to you by Hurley or something along those lines. Yes, that's right. So that's about right, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, fucking epic event, wasn't it? It was, mate. It started a bit slow and then they had those laydows and then the build-up, you know, the swell's on its way and it's going to be huge. And So, I think round 32 when they got back in the water and... Um, Yes, well arrived, it turned up. There was some thumping nuggets coming thumping through. Thumping nuggets, all right, jeez. Um, I don't know, what was it, sort of six, eight foot, something like that, along those lines? Some of, the, some of the sets look, yeah. I heard Ross Williams talking after the comp, actually. He was saying that that sort of six-foot range at, um, I think it was Ross Williams, six-foot range at Chopes is more dangerous than sort of eight to ten. Obviously, tide dependent because it just absolutely explodes on itself um, on the reef and it becomes even more shallow. So, those lips are, are sort of as big, as as thick as the waves are big. So, it's, um, yeah, even more dangerous at that size. So, yeah. Jeez, it looks dangerous in all, in all conditions, to be honest. I mean, even the, the first couple of days when it was pretty small, I mean, the guys were pulling into these little barrels over shallow reef. Yeah, I mean, it still looked like it's got a, it's got a heap of power. Well, I mean, it, what it was at four foot, and you think of those sort of four foot days when you when you're in Indo or something, you're thinking, "Fuck, this is this is pretty good," but it's a little bit sketchy at times. So, I mean, it gets about above that. Um, yeah, dodgy, but good times for those guys. Yeah. So yeah, the round thirty two. Um, I, I guess it was it was it was worthwhile watching um, from from there onwards. I guess um, I ended up watching a, a fair bit of the, the, the final say. Watched the quarters and the semis, and obviously the final. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, and right, took it out. Oh, and right, the big O. He's uh yeah. He so he was in the final with um, Gabby Medina last year, wasn't he? Same final. They both both made the final. And, um, oh, jeez, I'm just looking at some footage of it now. It's just so nice. Oh, it's crazy. Bit of an interesting stat. Um, I was oh, here reading, we go. What have, you, what have you got? Interesting stats. Yeah, I was reading this uh, on the WSL site. Um, Owen has made at least the quarters at every Chopu event he surfed in, except for 2009. Um, Is that right? Yeah. And also, um, Medina has defeated Owen in the last three Chopu events. So, it was – payback was sweet for Owen. Sweet. I'm not sure if he knew that fact, but um, – certainly didn't know that fact, mate. You'd get a job in the cricket with these stats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it was a pretty interesting start of the final. Um, Gabby, Gabby gave Owen the inside position at the start of the it was a bit of a cat and mouse, um, whether, whether it was a cunning plan by Gabby, but... Uh, cunning plan, yeah. Um, no, it was it was amazing. Like, the last two final scores were in the last four minutes of the heat that um, Owen, Owen got the win, got the chocolates. So, hang on a minute. Am I, am I sensing, T-Bone, that you've done a little bit of research? I have, yes, <laughs> yeah. But we're four episodes in and it's uh, time to get the research out, so that's good. Oh, by the way, I'm, I'm Namu. Um, now, so... Must be this, um, <laughs> this cold ale that I'm drinking. This, uh, 
He's he's hitting hitting up for another one. So uh, big thank you to our beer sponsor for the Barrel Podcast, and uh, big shout out to. Gage Rose <laughs> No, no, I'm going to get a beer sponsor and we're going to insert their name there uh, for the next episode while post, post-production post in the editing suite. Excuse me, I'm about to bet. Excuse me. Probably edit that one out. So, uh, enjoying, the, enjoying those uh, beers, mate. Oh, single fins. Yeah. yeah, single fins. Very nice beer. I have to give uh, those boys a call tomorrow, Summer I think. Summer Ale, I think it's about 4.5%. 4.5%. That's T-Bone talking about three metres away from the microphone, so you probably wouldn't have heard that one. Um, so, yeah, Tahiti Comp, it's been and done. Uh, apart from, obviously, that the big O-Train hitting the, uh, getting the chocolates, what, what were some of your highlights from the event, Tyrone? Uh, the quarterfinal, I guess, of, of um, Owen's quarterfinal against uh, Jetty Andre. Yeah, you know, you got a perfect ten and a nine point oh seven. Uh, tell you what, um, bit of shout out goes to Jetty Andre. I actually thought he charged. Mate, are you charged kidding me? He's an absolute charger. He's yeah. a madman. Yeah, he he, he um, I think he, out of out of all the Brazilians, bar from Italy, done really well. And Gabby, of course, but uh, Jetty charged and uh, got some uh, really. Big caverns. He's absolutely not afraid. Apparently, he's the nicest bloke in the world as well. Everyone seems to really, really like him with the old big jaddy. And, um, you know, he's, he, he always seems to be struggling to requalify every year for some reason. Not this year, mate. Well, no. He, he's on top of the QS ratings now, and I think he's sort of yeah uh, double qualified. He's, um yeah, well, is he double qualifying or is he on the CT? Uh, I'm not sure where he is on the CT, but uh, he's he's looking like he's going to qualify for next year at the moment. How he, how he's tracking on the QS, leading the QS. Yeah, well, you know, good on him. He's uh, obviously had had a bit of a, a struggle with uh, qualifying on the CT, but he's um, you know hopefully he can get there this time, double qualify, give an, give another another. Uh, Young QS warrior, a shot at that, and I'm just bringing up those. Uh, where are we? No, I think he's outside the. Um, yeah, he's 29th at the moment on the CT. But really, the highlight was it was, it was great to see Owen Wright. Uh, it looked like he was pretty emotional after winning the final. I mean, he's had a lot of injuries over the last couple of years. Yeah, he's obviously had that head injury which put him out for the year uh, a couple of years back. And, um, yeah, good on him. He's, he's always been a charge in those waves. He oh, that- he's just watching him. For a guy, what is he, 6'3"? Six, six, he's a very tall guy, but how he slots into the tube. He, yeah, he does well. Cat-like um, reflexes and you know, he's an amazing tube rider. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, 100000 US dollars in the back pocket. Boom, boom. Uh, Will definitely go down well, and and uh, and also earn himself ten thousand points, and that uh, boosts him right up in the rankings. I think he's the highest rank Aussie. He I- certainly is. He's in eighth place at the moment, and he's uh, you know, he's we, how many events is there to go? Four events. He's mate, He's a legitimate world title contender. Yeah. So I mean, you know, pipe. You've got to back him in for pipe. Um, not sure what his uh, what's his history like in Europe, but um, no, he, you know he's he's had a bit of momentum. Got a semi at uh, J Bay. Uh, see how he goes at the Freshwater Pro. 
Yeah, that could that could be his kryptonite. Um, freshwater prey, sort of three foot left and right, so it may not suit him to a tee. But I remember when he was younger, he certainly had a pretty good air game. Don't know if he's oh, he can do the airs. Thrown that out too much lately, but geez, you'd think it's um, the freshwater's tailor made for uh, your uh, your Felipe's and that, those sorts of characters, oh. wouldn't you? Yeah, Seth Meniere. Sorry, I'd, I'd actually wouldn't be surprised if those two took out those the uh, two, top two placings. Seth Monies and uh, Felipe Toledo. at the freshwater. Yeah, yeah. So how's how's the surf forecast looking now, for the freshwater? Mate, it is looking sick. Is it going to be pumping? It's gonna, well, actually, I was going to say offshore in three three foot, but you don't really know what the wind's going to be doing in Lamore. Um, there's a fair chance of some uh, vodka sodas in the casino afterwards, I'd say. But I don't know about the surf. It's definitely going to be pretty good. But um. Getting back to Tahiti, one thing that I one one of the um, I wanted to mention was a couple of the Brazilians. I'm, as everyone would know, I'm not the hugest fan of the Brazilians in the water, um, but I think you've got to give credit where credit's due. And the Adriana de Souza and uh, Italo Italo Ferreira heat was absolutely next level. Where did Italo um, finish up? Uh, Italo made the where was it? I think he made yeah, that's right because he got beaten by Adriano in the um, round of sixteen in that heat. He was uh, Adriano was almost comboed and he came back and just got the deepest throatiest pit of the day almost to uh, overtake Italo for the win and um, yeah made made the uh, quarterfinals Adriano riding chili surfboards now Adriano is he chili surfboards yeah, I'm the chilies there you go. was riding the you've, you've fader had, the you've had fader. a few chilies over the years yeah I've good boards they are mate they are I um just digressing a little bit I just picked up my brand new um board from the factory Paradiso here in Dunsborough uh last week thanks to the boys there and um tell you what I haven't managed Are you ripping now? Haven't managed to ride it. <laughs> <laughs> I picked it up last week. But I'll tell you what, it's a, it's an eighties throwback. It's got big fat swallow tail and channels as as, as deep as uh as deep as Sounds like right up cover. your alley, no? <laughs> yeah, well, just get some grip on it and wax it up and hopefully get into it this weekend. And uh yeah, I'm looking forward to riding it. It's a nice looking board forward to that one um so the other one that i was going to mention for um uh a pretty good effort in the uh Tahiti comp- i nearly had him in my te- my fantasy team was kaya Ubelli. Mm. he was ripping yeah i think he got there reasonably early um i believe like points wise he was one of the highest points sort of earner th- uh per heat um throughout the event is that right? Well, throughout a few, uh, maybe it was f- through a few rounds, but he charged. Um, yeah, he was charging like a yeah, madman. Yeah. He, um, you know, there was obviously that controversy between him and Kelly for the uh, injury wild card last year, and he he sort of threw his toys out of the cot about that. But um, he's certainly certainly shown that he's not afraid to have a dig. No, not at all. He, um, if I'm not mistaken, well, I'm not mistaken because I'm looking at it in front of me. He got a heat score total of 16, uh, 18.64 in the uh, round of 16. So, yeah, that's good. That's good point scoring. That's probably the highest heat, heat score of the round, probably. 
It was yeah, up there, wasn't, I believe. Wasn't uh, far. I, I, I know he took out a, a one, maybe two rounds with the highest. Um, I think Gabby Medina might have uh, got a higher score when he beat Griff Colapinto uh, in the round of 16, but certainly not by too much. So, yeah, great, great event, Tahiti. Um, the only the only downside for me with Tahiti is that how many, how many um, crazy below below sea level barrels can you watch? Because it, it is a, a fairly similar similar sort of thing, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I, it's hard to get sick of. Um, no, that's I mean, right. I mean, I love it. I love, I love watching that, and then then the freshwater um, three foot pool waves. But yeah, of course. Um, you know, it was. You get to see who's who's got it. Who's got the balls to. You know, there's there's a few that probably didn't want it. Oh, who who didn't want it, mate? Well, I'll probably now, talk, now you've talk, asked me. Talk um, about this a bit more, probably a bit later. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, they also introduced the uh, first time ever the overlapping heaps at Chopu, which I uh, I had a sneaky suspicion that they were going to um, throw it in just to um, get get the heats churned out. Yeah, which um, I think it worked okay. Yeah, I'm, I've, I don't. I don't think the swell window was going to hang around long enough to do you know two man heats. So I think they made a good call on doing the overlapping heats with the format that they have in terms of all these non elimination rounds and so forth, and the amount of surfers they have. I think it's it's great that they do it. Um, I did, for me, it just comes back to the once again the non elimination rounds. It's just a waste of everyone's time. Sort it out, WSL. We love everything you do, pretty much. Not everything you do, but you just need to get rid of those non-elimination non- non- rounds because it's just, it's crazy. We all know the way that swells work. You know the way that swells work. Sort it out. It's, um, yeah, it's a no-brainer. Fair call, Nam. <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah. I, everyone talks about it all the time, about... Number one, there's probably too many surfers. Number two, there's too many rounds. Just make it a two-day comp. It's pretty fucking simple, I would have thought. Anyway, um, all right, so let's move on from Tahiti. Epic event. Everyone loves it. Probably one of the favorite events on the tour. Um, you know, it's a Grand Slam event in terms of the WCT. It's, it's really good. And um, the only thing that it misses is having a, a brother called Cloudbreak. So I'd love to say Cloudbreak. Hey, just a quick one, mate. It was yep. it was pretty fun to watch the Heritage Heat. Oh, are you kidding me? Damo and CJ Hopgood. How good was that? Yeah. Um, a few stats here for you, mate. Damo, 14 years on tour. CJ, 2001 world champ. And he was the 2004 Chopu winner. I had a look at the... Um, the, the 2001, obviously, it was a it, it was a tragic year, and we had the September 11. Yep. Um, they only had five events in 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, so CJ CJ was ahead at the time, and, and obviously become world champion. Oki was runner up. Um, I can't was remember Oki who was, Yeah, Oki was runner up, but it was so close. There was um, actually Taylor Knox, Jake Patterson. It was it was a matter of. A hundred or so points that um, that sort of separated um, the world champion and, and, and possible contenders. Another stat, mate. Two thousand and one, uh, Lane Beachley, I believe, won the women's, and uh, 
Melanie uh, Redman Carr, she was 30 points away from – she was runner-up, so – Mel Redmond Carr was, was runner up. Well, there you go. Yeah, back in 2001. So, you don't, you know, being, being a runner up, you, you never really remembered as the, for the runner up, but, uh, being world champion, you are. But, um, yeah, it was an interesting year. But, um, CJ and Damo, going back to that heritage, hey, that was, um, pretty fun to watch. And I yeah, believe there's a, there's some, uh, pretty serious, uh, brotherly rivalry between those two. Mate, seriously, what is going on there? It's um, yeah, it's it's a it's a weird one. It's yeah, they're fully into it, aren't they? Mm. Anyway, I was just trying to find the um, two thousand and one rankings. Yeah, but it's good commentary too. Had Kelly and Ross in the booth. Yeah. Um, no, it was it, it was it was great to uh, to watch and to listen to those guys uh, yarn about Damo and CJ. Speaking of commentary, um, there's been it's been a bit of uh, commentary about the commentary on. Um, uh, Beach Grit. Do you, do you follow the Beach Grit website? No, I haven't had the chance, mate. I haven't had much time, but I will, though. Oh, yeah. yeah, so there's, um, Beach Grit is sort of run by Chad Smith and, um, Derek Riley, who's, uh, both fairly notable sort of, um, surf journalists, um, if controversial. Um, and they've got a writer working for them called Long Time. I, I think he's a, a semi sort of pro surfer himself, and he was, Basically saying the uh, Tahiti comp was a new low in commentary for for the, for the WSL, uh, and part of his criticism was that it's almost as if the directive is if you any sort of hint of criticism towards the WSL, you're out of a job, so don't do it. You know, that's um, that's a fun. Turn that off. Um, so it's basically just them towing the line in terms of everything's positive, everything's fun. There's no, you know, you're not allowed to talk about anything that's negative towards WSL at all. And um, just makes for a fucking boring, boring sort of commentary experience for everyone. Anyway, I don't, I don't know what you think. Yeah, about. I mean, I, I actually thought, I, I thought they, um, they were going to have a crack at uh, BL then. Um. <laughs> you don't have a crack at BL. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I... Let's just put this on the record yeah. on the Barreled Surf podcast. It was actually good to have Ross Williams back Namu, in the booth. Um, BL, champion, legend, yeah, forever. Yeah, um, yeah. so I, I think it was more um, the usual suspects, but we, we won't go too, too far into that. I mean, when you work for a company, mate, you, you're probably not going to last long, um, you know, if you're going to start slagging off the company you work for. It's like well, any it's, job you yeah. do. I mean, you can you can have some positive criticism um, and, and depends how you convey that message, you know. Um, it's not about the WSL, though. It's it's about, um, you know, there, there are certain individuals that we're, we're all aware of and we'll certainly talk about it a bit later that just didn't didn't have a dig um and they weren't even sort of you know any other sport they'd be, you know they'd be having a crack at going oh, you what the hell is going on you know you're not taking off you're sitting on the shoulder at tropes you're a professional surfer oh, okay i get what you going i get on. you yeah so a bit more roasting um yeah well you know if you're in the commentary booth and there's a surfer that's not having you know, not putting 100% commitment into it, you, you should be able to say without any sort of I agree. recourse. No, I agree. Mate. I agree. We we do it um, in pretty much all our sports. You know, you watch you watch uh, football, um, tennis. Oh, 
Football is a classic case. If you don't put your head over the ball, the commentator's just going to yeah. absolutely give it to you. Look at that. Hey, just gallery. a quick shout out to the Australian cricket team. Australian cricket Stevie team. Stevie Smith, what a... What an absolute legend. Fucking legend. Are you kidding me? Hey. Easily the best batsman since Bradman uh, worldwide. He's an, he's an absolute crackerjack. The Australian team has uh, retained the Ashes. Yep. Uh, we haven't won the series, but I'll tell you what, it'd be nice to win the series, wouldn't it? No, oh, yep. So we always do one more, one more test. They couldn't even win. They couldn't even win with a uh, with a West Indian import, the English team. So uh, good luck next time. Perhaps you can, I don't know, get some more South Africans and some more West Indians into your team and yeah. see how that goes for you. But uh, but I guess I mean Steve Smith and, and a few of the other Aussies um, cop an absolute hammering, which they probably yeah maybe deserved it. But um, but to see Steve Smith come back. Yeah, From all that adversity was uh, yeah, legendary. Yeah, you could probably stop booing now, English people. It's um, you know, uh, as an Australian that goes to the footy every now and again, certainly not adverse to booing. But when someone scores a double century on foreign soil, you, you probably stop booing him. He wasn't the one with the sandpaper, and uh, yeah, that's right. Anyway, anyway, mate. Um, so where where we we, we digressed a little bit there. Um, yeah, lost my train of thought completely. Go on, T-Bone, what do you got? Well, mate, um, ISA World Surfing Games in Japan. ISA World Surfing Big Games. Big shout-out, ohayo gozaimashita to all our Japanese listeners out there. Can you repeat that for me, mate? I didn't quite get that. Ohayo gozaimashita. Hey. Genki desu ka. Yeah. And uh, there's probably a few Chinese uh, servers out there as well, so nihao. So I actually flicked on the ISA World, World Surfing Games uh, this afternoon, and I actually could not see a wave. Uh, it was <laughs> there was Thailand, Russia, and some other country in the Thailand water at the Russia. time. Um, yeah, I don't know how that how the, how that heat ended up, but I yeah, I, obviously I, I, I turned it off. Um, <laughs> but i I did see the I, I did see the women um, wrapped up the event. Um, Sophia. And I apologise, Sophia Malanovic from Peru got the Malanovic, gold medal. Malanovic, mate. She's a former world champ. I know, I know, mate. I know. The Peruvian legend. Been off tour and come back and obviously taken out the gold. And uh, Silvana Lima got the silver from Did Brazil. Mate. And Bianca Butendag from <laughs> South Africa got the bronze. Do you know where she's from? She's from Vic Bay. Vic Bay. That's Victoria Bay in South Africa. You've been there, haven't you? The world. Yeah, I have. Mate, great, great wave. Sorry to blow it out if we are, but it's a great wave. But geez, the locals there are pretty pretty full on. Yeah. So the, yeah, the women wrapped up. The men's heats are underway. I believe they ran that 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 teams competition. I'm um, not sure how that how that went. But what, um, what they called that something? Did they? Uh, Aloha Aloha <laughs> Teams Challenge yeah. or something or other. It's pretty funny. The website was uh, a little bit 1980s. Did you see the website? Oh, it's, it's, it's actually hard to navigate through <laughs> and uh, it's very 1980s, probably early 1980s, pretty 81, 82. <laughs> it's like one of, the, one of those old sunset competitions back in the day. But, um, yeah, so the ISA World Surfing Games. Um, so basically, mate, the, um, it's you got to enter, you got to go in these events and – It'll contribute towards qualifying for the 2020 Olympics. All right. Does anyone, does anyone apart from the Olympic Committee know how the actual Olympic qualification goes? Because it seems like 
there's the top two CT qualifiers. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, what what I've read, mate, it, it doesn't matter really if you get knocked out first round uh, in the ISA um, games because it comes down to the end of the year CT rankings, what actually determines the first batch of Olympic qualifiers. Yeah, okay. So there's no incentive to do well, I believe, at these world surfing games. So if you're a Geordie Smith, a Gabby Medina, Philippe Toledo, um, if I was those guys, I'd be thinking, okay, I'll, um, I'll get knocked out first round, so I need to get my little ass over to Freshwater Pro. Yeah, okay. Um, potentially the guys would be surfing 12 heats, get all tired and stuff, and um, rock up to Freshwater Pro a little bit jaded. But it doesn't seem to be much – there's no consequence whether you win or lose. Um, it all comes down to the, um, the CT rankings, I believe, at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but there are other ways, obviously, for for people to qualify who aren't in the CT. You know, like yeah. Uh, but there's only there's only a field of thirty two. Is that correct? Th- yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. But the Aussies, um, I mean, they they have announced the Aussie team. Um, They've announced it. Yeah, I mean, this is probably old news, but the Aussie superstars, uh, that'll be at the ISA Games, and I believe Ryan Callanhan's there, Sally Fitzgibbons, which I believe won the ISA World Surfing Games last year. Uh, and Owen Wright, Steph Gilmore, and Julian Wilson. So, yeah, like I was saying before, it's it's funny, like it's um, there's no incentive to do well. Um, it all comes back down to the CT rankings. Yeah, okay. Well, that just seems like a weird system because, I mean, they've had that controversy with the, you know, the um, guys from Costa Rica and stuff having to go to the Pan Am Games and missing CT or QS and all the rest of it. Yeah, so the ISA Games, it's, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's, it's, um, so all the, all the big boys are there. So if All the big boys, I believe, are there, mate. Um, I, I actually watched... Um, Kelly threw up some footage and I think it was Japan, but it looked it looked pretty good. Like one day it looked pretty good, like four or oh, five foot. Get good waves occasionally, surely. So yeah, the men's are underway, and like I said, I I, I did tune in, but I, I couldn't actually see a wave. And um, Thailand and Russia are out there. Um, Thailand and Russia. It's, yeah, it's, it's so that that's why you know if you're. If you're in the sort of second tier of surfers in in your country, you know, if you're if you're not in the best sort of ten surfers, ten ten to twenty surfers, or you know, even a hundred surfers, you could probably go. Well, I've got a bit of Thai heritage. I'm uh, yeah, true. I'm going to jump in a Thai team. That's right. I wonder if Croatia's got a team. Maybe I can sort of um, wingle myself into the Croatian team. Yeah. Once again, I think you've still got to be within that top thirty-two though of people. You know, Thailand. Thailand have got to have a few good surfers, do they? Is there any way? There's no way in Thailand. Yeah. What a picat. I believe so. Yeah. Just windswell, I think. Yeah. Little windswell beaches. Um, yeah. Um, mate, let's let's have a look at the uh, the recent WQS events, which was in Galicia. Is that the one? The men's QS ten thousand player punting. <laughs> play up hunting where's that mate? Know, my Spanish is that been good there? mate mate I it's been a long time since probably I, it's been a long time play up hunting yeah I can't say it, it looked that flash um, when I did tune in um, no it's absolutely rubbish yeah it was yeah 
Uh, Miguel Pupo took out the chocolates. The big poops. Yeah, big poops. And uh, no, it wasn't Yago Dora. Sure it wasn't the Yago Dora. No, no, it was yeah. Miguel. You know? <laughs> so apologies, uh, amigos. Um, you both rip and punk massive air rotations. Mate, mate, give me give me the uh, Yago any day over the Miguel. Seriously, I reckon Yago Dora is sick. So good. So is Miguel. Like, I've seen some pipe footage of him and oh, then Yago yeah. Dora. They're both very similar surfers. I think Yago's a little bit younger than Miguel, but yeah, yeah. they are quite similar. But Miguel Pupo was pretty uh, emotional over this win and it's wow. boosted him up the rankings, I think 20 places, up to third on the QS. So he's obviously gunning to requalify next year. Well, so so sorry, mate. Where is he on the QS? He's, he's in the top. What, he's third, isn't he's he? He's third now after that win, I believe. He'll requalify for sure. You so think at so? The, at the moment, what have we got? Three Brazilians on top. Looking pretty strong, aren't they? Yeah, they Alex are. Ribeiro, I mean, I don't know how many times he's made the CT, but um, he, he grinds away pretty well on the QS. I think he made he he got the, he made the um, CT pretty quickly, but then was off in straight sets, and um, that was a couple of years ago. But he looks pretty solid to make it again. Mm. Well, I actually really liked his style when he was on the CT. Um, may maybe not up to you know. He's not the technical surfer like your um, uh, Felipe's and that sort of thing, but I thought he had a really nice style. So, how many Brazilians have we got in the top 10 of the QS? Um, most of them. Most of, most of them Brazilian. Um, We've got a Frenchman there, number four. Yeah. Jorgen. Matty Banting, number five. Jorgen. He's looking. looking yeah, Matty Banting, he's going to qualify, and I think he, he can do some damage on the CT in the future. We also have um, young Liam O'Brien, who was, uh, you know, a tip from our mate was from Coastal Life Surf Shop for all your surf shop needs in Bustleton. Um, he, he was 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 certainly talking about Liam O'Brien as a future threat. He's and sitting at ten. That's um, he's he's currently qualifying because David Silver from Brazil is uh, double qualifier at the moment. Yeah, he's the only double qualifier within that sort of QS realm. Um, so, what about you know we've we've talked about um, Miggy Peeps winning the uh, Pantin uh, Galicia uh, Pro? What about the women, mate? Well, h- how about the women? They've how been about ripping. The women t- They've been well, shredding. Tell you what, they had absolutely abysmal waves uh, for for especially for the women. I mean, they get the bad rub of the grain usually, but geez, that, that the waves are terrible. But we had a couple of we had a we had a big final. We had uh, our own Bronte McCauley legend uh, in the final, and she was Good up honor. against the, uh, Bra- the sorry, no, the Brazilian, the Japanese qualifier, not qualifier, but she got in there. Amuro Tuzu Tuzukuri, I think. Well done, mate. You actually speak Japanese. Ah, uh, near. I was going to say near, but that's Chinese. Um, so the Japanese uh, girl. Amuro, she took it out over Bronte. Huge, huge, huge result for her. It's taken her from absolutely nowhere into um, qualification zone for the CT. Yeah, not, I wouldn't say a great heat um, for Bronte in the final. I mean, she had an amazing, I mean, amazing semi-final um, mm. total heat score, yep. but couldn't get the chocolates for the final, couldn't get that second wave. I think she just needed a, a decent, sort of semi-decent second wave to um, take it out, but that's good for her. Um, it is good for her, and before you go any further, we're going to introduce Bronte's Beat. 
So Bronte got the second in uh, in the Galicia Pro, and um, yeah. So go on, mate. What were you saying? No, it's just it's good for her, mate, because obviously she's um, leading the QS rankings. She jumped up three three places. So did you say she's number one? She's number one. Number one with a bullet. That's amazing. Quarum Up Bay's own Bronte McCauley in the number one position. Congratulations I mean, to her. That's amazing. I mean, she's sitting at 11th on the CT. Um, she dropped a place from the last event, but it's it's pretty close. I mean, she could. I mean, she's looking pretty safe on the on the QS. But she's already qualified. Yeah, sweet. No, she has. So oh, it's, okay. It's official that she's qualified nice. for the 2020 CT. Nice on the QS. Oh. It'd be well, nice if she could qualify on the CT as well to get um, at this point, Killy Andrew is number nine. Um, so it'd be good if uh, Bronte could double qualify and get Killy a uh, place, which would be absolutely sick. Yep. Now the young uh, Killy, where's Killy from? Killy's, I, I think she oh, might Oh, Killy, Killy Andrew, yeah. Killy Andrew, yeah. I think she might be from Cronulla, maybe. Some, some, East Coast. East Coast, yeah. yeah. Yeah, great surfer, natural footer, great style. Yeah, she rips, mate. She's uh, part of that new sort of Australian breed of young ladies uh, coming through to, you know, take over that that next, no, next be generation good. Yeah, of Australian, be great too, Australian right? surfers. It'd be great to see her um, qualify for next year. Yeah, so at this stage we've got um, Isabella Nichols uh, in, in third place in the QS, which is awesome. So I'm pretty sure that she's qualified already as well. She's got 19,000 points. I think there's only one or two decent uh, point-scoring opportunities left for the women. So, well done to her. Great job. And uh, see you in the CT next year. Yeah, hope so. Isabella Nichols. Yep, I'm pretty sure she will be there. Um, yeah, so that, you know, great effort. Well done to her. And what are we on to next, mate? Big Wave Tour, Nemi. Big Wave Tour. Tell me about the Big changes. Wave Tour. Well, there's a few changes in the Big Wave Tour. Um I mean, since it started, they've been slowly stripping back uh, year after year. I mean, I think back in 2015, uh, they had seven potential stops were introduced, but only ran three. Tell me those seven stops, mate, because I'm I'm curious about that. So, obviously, let let me see if I can work them out. Jaws, um, Nazare. I think they had Porto. Porto Escondido. Um, what else have we got? Maybe, maybe one Mavs. Mavs. Oh, of course, Mavs. Yeah, there's a couple of Spanish breaks. Maybe that there was, mate. I mean, but it's. I, I, I guess it's been stripped back, and the the WSL and the and, and the people that are involved in um, the Big Wave Tour um, are sort of reformatting it um, and, and putting it. Providing a new, a new platform, I guess, um, that'll feature a few different different areas. Yeah, okay. Uh, what interests me is the Strike Mission series, which sounds Strike Mission series sounds, sounds it sounds pretty interesting. A few changes coming up. With yeah, I think I, I think they need it. It's you know to to, to have an event um, to lock in some dates and just hope swell will come, especially a swell to run a big wave event. It's it's hard. Um, obviously, sponsorship is, is is another thing. I mean, it's um, yeah. Well, it's also expensive for these guys to be travelling around with their, you know, between nine and twelve foot boards around the world at a moment's notice to potentially not even surf in a comp because the swell doesn't arrive. Yeah, no, definitely, mate. 
So, you, the, yeah, so apparently the new platform, they'll have the strike mission series. So, um, yeah, there'll be people tracking tracking the swells and um, and then and then hopefully get the guys in the eye of the storm to um, showcase their big wave surfing skills. Yeah, I guess I guess um, surf forecasting is as good as it's ever been. It's only going to get better. Oh, yeah. Mate, it's, 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 un- it's unbelievable. I mean, back in the day, Namu... Um, Jeez, you just wake up and uh, drive down the get, beach. You actually and, have to go and look at the surf. Yeah, you? I mean, how good is it now? Well, good and bad. Yeah, <laughs> good and bad. Um, mate, Nazare Toe Challenge, I believe, is is is, is what they're going to do at Nazare. All right, so it's my... I mean, you can't paddle at Nazare. It's huge. I mean, it yeah, just well, looks... Turn it crazy, isn't it? So you've got your paddle out. Uh, sorry, your toe in at Nazare. Um which to me makes perfect sense. That's awesome. And then yeah. paddle comp at Jaws. Jaws, mate. Pihahi. I, yeah, I just don't. I don't see any. Pro- I, I've got absolutely no criticism for the WSL for that. I think that's no. probably good. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think you, you you have to make it pretty fluid in the big wave arena. Um, you know, like mm. like I was saying before, Naomi, they had they had quite a few stops in the early days, and year by year they've they've. They haven't run them due to whatever reasons. It's mainly swell. The only um, the only thing that I would perhaps um, change for that, but I believe it's got a lot to do with the local council um, and permits and so forth, is the Mavericks event because I think they've always had problems with with getting permits for that one. Um, you know, the local local, you know, whatever the shire or whatever it is wants to actually run the event. But it'd be good to have a Mavs event, like Jaws, Mavs, and, and Nazare. I think it'd be pretty good. Mavs is, is a deadly wave. Oh, it's crazy. Some of the hold downs, yeah, and that, that inside rock reef, whatever it's it is. It's basically a slab, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a crazy-looking joint. It's um, it's pretty pretty evil when it's huge. Oh, I've surfed it on um, a few, few of those surf apps that's about it <laughs> that's as close as i'd ever get but yeah i mean last year the uh the the jaws comp uh it was pretty amazing they were uh pretty lucky to to the conditions that they got oh there's no there's that, no better big wave to watch as far as i'm concerned than, yeah. than jaws when it's on it's completely unbelievable so yeah good luck hopefully um that that That'd be a good good direction that the big wave tour is going to take. Yeah. Um, well, it's yeah. it's not really big wave tour. Kind of doesn't make sense, does it? I mean, mm. you're just not going to get the waves. They struggle. They struggle to get waves for the CT, let alone for a big wave yeah, tour. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, what, what else is happening with the WSL? And one thing that I've sort of I, I saw was that they've got this. Have you heard about this challenger? Um, Challenger thing, the, the the Challenger, I guess, uh, series for next year. Have you heard about that? No, I haven't. Challenger? Well, what they're doing is they're, they're sort of, I guess, putting a bit of consistency with the um, uh, the QS, big QS events. So, they're introducing what they're calling the Challenger series. So, they've got um, a bunch of different events in different places, I think, from memory, they've got Pihar in New Zealand. Okay. Belito in South Africa, which they already have. Mm. You've got your your Huntington Beach comp, your um, Galicia one that we've already have, Iris here in Portugal. Uh, you feel a pilot in Australia, which is, uh, I think that's going to be a women's event 
And then you've got your Hawaiian events, your um, Haleiwa and your Sunset. So how does it work? Who, well, can, who can enter it? Well, I think it's. I think it, essentially it's replacing your ten thousand QS rhymes. But um, yeah, I just challenge. I just question it because every apart from the Hawaii events, it, it's all just all just beachy, just Q, typical QS events. Surely, yeah. surely you want to get people ready. Um, you know, get your competitors ready for your CTs by having it in decent waves. Yeah. I can't. I can't work it out. It, it seems like it's just set up for Brazilia. Brazilian surfers to me what, what do you think I don't know a lot about it Nemo to be honest yeah, well, um, I, I haven't really read into it too much um, it's a fairly I think it's a fairly fresh initiative it's um, looking at the locations it doesn't really excite me um, no I mean it's just I mean there's some good good waves there but um, what are we trying to achieve well, I, th- I think they're just trying to get more Brazilians on tour that's uh, <laughs> Anything that I can think of. Greater opportunity for um, qualification for some people. Yeah. Um, so, have you heard anything further about G-Land being on the CT next year? Well, I was having a bit of a bit of a look around um, earlier on, mate, and I believe... More research. Now, this is, this is a rumour or is it fact? But um, it's been reported that WSL have locked in a two-week waiting period um, June next year. At G Land, what up? What what time in June, mate? The first couple of weeks in June. Yeah, okay. So that's so, so don't bother booking any plans for 2020 in uh, G Land first. No, that's June. that's a very good point, and uh, probably don't go anywhere near Java to be perfectly honest, because there's going to be pros everywhere. Now, did I did I actually say in an earlier episode, Nami, that I was hoping to see G Land back on the tour? I think you might have been. Yes. You can go back into the archives of all four episodes. <laughs> So the oh, inaugural Quicksilver Dreamland Pro was held in '95, won by Kelly the Goat. So, yeah, I mean, if Kelly's back on tour next year, that'd be pretty cool to see. So, yeah. To what year was that? '96. '95. '95. So, correct me if I'm wrong. 25 year anniversary. You um probably get a silver watch for that sort of shit, wouldn't you? You probably some... would, Nami. A Rolex watch? Wow, that's a that's a long, long, long time. And then you had Shane Beshin won at 96 and, and Luke Egan won at 97. Luke Egan. I thought it was amazing to watch. and I, it, it was one of my... Um, yeah, I remember watching it, jeez, um, all those years ago, and they uh, Quicksilver released a, um, a video clip and uh, I remember the, the opening song was a prodigy and it had... Uh, Vitaya Poto David just I'm a fire start getting yeah getting barrel off his nut it was and watching Kelly Slater and all the rest of the team getting barreled at speedies no I, I I think it's amazing um do you know do you know who I do, do you know who I'd like to see at um at G Land I, I think I think that they sort of did it a couple of years ago where they just started giving wild cards out to people that they thought would be good in those events and Mikey Wright was obviously one of the big ones for that but um, Jack Robbo well he could be on tour next year and uh, great, on the great little segue we've got a, a little new segment on the show called Robbo something we haven't decided what we're going to call it right now but it's uh, all about Jack Robinson Did it, 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 did it,
So, Jack Robbo, how do you reckon he'd go in G-Lan? Surely he'd absolutely tear the bag out of it. Could win it. Could win it. Can he backside tube ride? Yes, he can. Yes, he can. So, <laughs> can he do amazing yes? Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Can no. he do everything? <laughs> yes, he can. Jack Robbo. No, like, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> after the last QS, mate, he, he, he's come up five places. He's sitting at 13th on the rankings, and you know what? Mate, where did, where did Jack Robbo come in the um, the Galicia? Pro- I think he bowed out round five. Round five. Yeah. So, to me, that's that's a huge result for him because we all know he's an expert in heavy water, but he's he's gone to Spain and, and made, made it through a few rounds in... in so all you got to do sub-par, in a, in a QS ten thousand. Yeah. So where where's Jack Robbo right now on the QS? Thirteenth you know? on the rankings. Thirteenth, mate. He's, so you, you, he's you, not far off, is he? You look at the rest of the rest of the year in the QS, and they've got a I don't know, they've got a few fifteen hundreds, two three thousands. They've got a few you know events in pretty average conditions. But then coming to the business end of the year, we've got uh, we've got mate, we've got the Hawaiian Pro and Advanced World Cup both. QS 10,000s. 10,000s. Which he has performed in. Hopefully, yep. there's a lot of swell. Um, Jack doesn't mind Big Sunset. Mate, he, so he's, he's, he's custom over Big Sunset, those big wraps that he can do. Um, probably more suited to the barreling conditions, but I think that, you know, the, the, you know, he's made the fifth round in Spain in three foot wave, two to three foot waves. You think if, uh, if Halle Eva's on or Sunset's on, Give him half a chance. He's going to be. You qualified. would, mate. You give him more than a half a chance. Yeah. So, come on, Jack Rubbo. Come on, mate. You can. We're behind we'd you, like, mate. We'd like to see you on the CT next year. We'd also like to see you on the uh, Barrowed Podcast, Jack Rubbo. So, we'll uh, reach out to you to see if we can get an interview shortly. Um, so, yeah, that that's yeah, that's great. That he's uh, he's uh, doing so well. Um, now, just going back to that that event in Spain, there's a couple of big results for for Australian, not juniors, but young blokes from from uh, you know Australian qualifying series ranks. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Morgan uh, Sibilich got a third in uh, in Spain, which is a bloody huge huge result, isn't it? That's huge, mate. It's big, Daryl would say. Huge result. Um, so. The reason that I know Morgan's name is that he came over for the uh, the little little uh, I guess one star QS in Mandra last year, and he did the the one that we had in Naturalist as well. And he took out the I'm pretty sure it was the Mandra QS event okay. that they had last pumping year. Pumping gearies or something pumping, like that. Oh mate, absolutely pumping gearies. Get some good waves there sometimes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he took out that, which is a you know a, a fairly, fairly smallish sort of uh, competition in in the in the scheme of things. Mm. But um, 
you know, if you can win those small events, it, it probably gives you a bit of a bit of uh, momentum to carry on in terms of uh, you know getting results in other events. Where's and, he from, mate? Morgan? Oh, I think he's from Cronulla, maybe. I'm, I'm just saying everyone's from Cronulla. <laughs> um, he was interviewed in one podcast. I can't think which one it was. Um, did pretty well in uh, the Australian Board Riders. Um, you know the the board riders teams event. So anyway, he he's gone. Well, I've, I'm just getting a third place in a ten thousand comp here. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. The semi. He's got knocked out by Pupo. So mate, he's got six thousand five hundred points from that, and he's gone from seventy six in the world to number twenty. That's unreal. And a realistic chance um, if he can pull it, pull another couple of events together to to. Uh, you know, make make the CT come down to Hawaii, mate. Yeah, yeah. And uh, young Caleb Tancred actually Caleb, um, got good a good buddy. result as well. Quarters. What a legend! Not sure where that um, boosted him up on the on the QS, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'll that tell you what, I don't think rankings. he's too far off it. Maybe not this year, but next year he's, he's still a uh, young tacker, isn't he? He's, I think he's would, about. Would he come up 58 places after that? Well, it's not not a bad effort for for an 11 year old. He's a, he's a, he's only 12. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think he's only 16 or 17. Of Cronulla too, I guess. Probably from Cronulla. Um, and mate, have you seen have you seen any footage of this kid? Yeah, he rips, mate. Absolutely rips. So you got tell you what, I, I, we were bagging the shit out of the. Uh, Australian situation a couple of a couple of uh, episodes ago, but that was the CT. We weren't yeah. talking about the upcoming. Uh, well, we were a little bit, but anyway, it's all all seems to be turning around. It's this. not doom and gloom. No. It's certainly not, not, doom, not and doom and gloom. It's doom and gloom in the CT top ten at the moment because we, we're number eight uh, on the back of O Dog's win. But yeah, the the CT is looking bright. We just yeah. need to get uh, those uh, Challenger Series waves. Challenger Series events in decent ways because yep. we all know the Australians do better in the in the when I mean, there's a bit more juice. No, definitely. Um, Love a bit of juice. Now let's talk about the uh, the goat Robert Kelly Slater. What is uh, what is our friend Kelly up to at the moment? Kelly's in Japan at the moment. Oh, you see the ice is he? Yeah, he's looking really loose. So yes. Yeah, like I said, mate, it, 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 it's hard trying to find results on on the website. It was like stepping back in the 80s. <laughs> um, yeah, the men's Open have started. Um, I, don't th- I don't believe Kelly is – I mean, they've surfed in the team's event. Uh, I don't believe he's actually surfed um, in his heat for the, for the US yeah, okay. at this stage. But he'll be heading back to uh, – back home soon and um, – Freshwater pro, freshwater pro. Well, he's, you know he's got to having a bit of a bit of a uh, bit of a advantage there. Yeah. He, you know, I think he he came out saying that he's, um, you know, he, he doesn't get to surf it as often as people think he does. Yeah. But he still surfed it more than anyone oh, else. Yeah. Um. Did you just speaking of the the wave pool? Did you say Connor Coffin? I did, mate. Yeah. At, at the wave pool. Are you kidding me? Seriously, I just absolutely love that guy surfing. Um, I remember that before he qualified for the CT on the um, when he did that, he had that footage out at J Bay. Did you see, see that? It's yeah, I did. Mate. Six years yeah. ago, um, it was everyone's going, "Wow, the guy's just got the best rail game." And I don't think I've seen better rail surfing at the Wave Tub than I have. 
Has he got an air game, Connor? Who cares, mate? You don't need it when you're doing turns like that. Yeah, true, but in the he's in got a, he's got you, you can't be you can't be a top ten, top 15, 16 surfer in the CT without having an air game. Mm. So I, I, yeah, I just don't think he uses it. You know, if it's on the QS, he probably would, but they just still want to see those big man turns. Yeah, no, true. He, he does have pretty big man turns, never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying he's going to win. I'm not. He's not going to win the uh, Freshwater Pro, but I just really, really enjoyed his surfing that I saw in that that footage. Just big hacks and yeah, no, it's Larry Laybacks and oh, mate, it's fucking lovely. On mate, the seriously, if he was Australian, we we'd be all over him as uh, all over him like a rash. <laughs> he Hope. did a right. At, well, when I say did a right, Chopes, he, he um. He doesn't want the big left tube. So, he, he got knocked out by K.O. Bally. But going back to the GOAT, mate. The GOAT, did you watch the heat against Jack Freestone? I didn't. Well, I probably did, but I, I can't Jack think of it. Freestone, no hands in the tube. No hands. No hands. <laughs> he actually had a really good heat. He, he got... Um, oh, I took him out, didn't two he? Two big scores and um, yep. took out Kelly. Kelly, I mean, Kelly looked like you're surfing good too, but um, yeah, great... Great win by Jack Freestone. Jack Freestone is. Um, we've talked about this in the past. He's. Um, he's nowhere near where he needs to be. Two about. Well, certainly one of my favourites, and I think he's yours as well. Sebastian Zeitz. He's still not qualified. Well, he's. He's just inconsistent, Sebastian. You know, he's Mate, hot and cold. I'm just looking at the rankings now, and we got 24, 25th, 26th. Freestone, Sebastian, Sebas, and Griff Colapinto. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's. That's an absolute, absolute farce. When you got some, all right. Look at your, look at your nineteen twenty. You got Willing Cardoso and Michael Rodriguez in uh, ahead of those guys. Just yeah. Anyway, no good, no good. Yeah, we'll see how we go, mate. See, we it's it's we'll a see few, how the European we got four, goes. we got four events left. You got you got obviously you got to cut two two results from that. So come on, Sully Bailey, you can do this. You're in thirty third, mate. Come on. He actually won his first heat at it. Uh, yeah, Tahiti. he beat yeah. beat Gabby, but um, yeah, it's conditions for him, and he's still got a seventeenth. No. I thought he'd be right into it. Um, all right. So we, we've talked about the goat. Goats. Um, yeah, he's you know. Doing his usual Instagram stuff and all the rest of it, and he's uh, you know, he's sixty-eight years old and still ripping, which is great. And uh, in the ISA games, hopefully he can get a result there to uh, qualify for the Olympic team. Oh man, I think it's a sure thing. What day? It's a sure thing. They probably just give him an honorary position anyway. Um, now, anything else we need to talk? To? Talk about we've yeah got a bit of a longer show tonight. How how was your uh, uh, fantasy team for the TD event, mate? Not too bad, Nami. Um, I mean, the only guys that that uh, bowed out reasonably early uh, was Zeke Lau and Solly Bailey. I mean, Kelly Kelly could have lasted a bit longer, but um, yep. I mean, I yeah overall rank, mate. I'm still pretty shit. What are you ranked overall? About thirty thousand. Thirty thousandth. Okay. Yeah. Do you know? Well, that's that's not great. But no, um, I finished off of uh, two thousand two thousand nine hundred fifty-two points for um, for Tahiti. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that was where are we? Event event seven. Um, my score for what did you get? Sorry for Tahiti. 
Uh, uh, would it, well, actually, I got 471 points. There you go. I was on 482, um, which is a little bit more than what you got. Jeez, um, you're smoking me on the total, mate. Yeah, so currently 100 placed 178th overall, um, which is, you know, pretty good, I guess, in percentage-wise. And I've dipped out of the top 10 in the Dragon um, League, which was the one that I wanted to do well in. Um, I was sort of, I think, 5th and then 10th, and I've slipped back to 11th. What's your title? Um, oh, jeez. What is that? Jeez, I don't know. Well, I'm 2,952. Uh, 3178. Yeah. So, I've still managed to hold on to first place in the STAB competition uh, and drop back to 31st in the Snake Tails um, League. But, you know, that's nearly 4,000 participants. That's, yeah, that's all right. That's pretty good. Still, I'm still hoping to, to uh, get first in the Dragon Lipped League. Yeah. Shout out to Jimmy and Kale, um, those guys. Uh, shout out to Jimmy and Kale in the, the Lipped podcast. And, uh, yeah, still a chance there, I guess. There's four events left. Yep. Uh, ranked 11. Um, mate, final thoughts. What have you got? Uh, mate. Um, holiday time, four beers. Um, I'm feeling pretty good with myself. Uh, Freshwater Pro coming up. Oki's Pool. I just had a quick look at the plunge pool, mate, just quickly. Plunge pool. Yeah. Now, I don't know how, how it's traveling at the moment, but uh, four different peaks um, sounds pretty cool. Four so, peaks, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I wonder how often that, that the plunge can plunge. Well, I don't know. Rocky is saying six to eight wave sets, four different peaks, little beachy, little slab, little Rocky's left. I mean, if you've got four peaks left and a right, I mean, there's eight people can surf. Um, yeah. it's, uh, it, it caters for the masses. The yeah, it pool. certainly does, yeah. Um, so, I mean, you obviously saw the footage of the, the boogie border out, uh, body border out there. Mm. Um, that looked pretty crazy. I mean... Uh, maybe not footage, but a couple of those photos that look pretty slabby. Yeah, so it's, it's uh, hopefully the the technology and, and, and the engineering um, they keep keep working to um, yeah get a really great product out there. I, I think it's a it's a great it's a great idea having multiple peaks. So no, sounds good, mate. Sounds good. Looks good. Yeah, I think the um, the um, the one in Melbourne is not too far away either. I think yeah. that they're sort of, you know, on the verge of filling up the actual lagoon with water to start pumping out some, some waves there. Mm. Um, hoping to get Andrew Ross from uh, Urban Surf onto the show at some point in the near future. Uh, you know, he's pretty busy at the moment, so we'll see if we can get him on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I reckon that was pretty good. But, you know, geez, that... Uh, <laughs> Hockey's young boy was getting pumped out there at the little slab. Did you see that? Yeah, I did, yeah. He's, yeah, he's obviously a pretty good surf and was struggling a little bit. So I don't know how uh, someone like myself is uh, strictly intermediate would go. Get that new board out there, mate. I will. I'll, I'll certainly, well, you know, any wave fools out there that want to have a podcast host or two 
to check out their facilities. We're always available, myself, T-Bone, and uh, yeah. yeah, bring it on. Um, now, one thing that we do do on the uh, Barrel Podcast is the Curios Cup. Talk us through the Curios Cup, Tyron. What's the Curios Cup? Well, basically, if you're a spanker, <laughs> Spank- any spanker in surfing, uh, you spanker do something, I don't know, just downright stupid or well it's downright stupid the other thing that uh, Kyrgios Cup named after Nick Kyrgios the other thing that Nick Kyrgios does is not try and um, this episode we're giving Nick Kyrgios Cup to who are we giving it to T-Bone well mate William Cardoso William Cardoso uh, can I give you some stats here now mate because he didn't try go on mate what have you got a total heat score Against Joanne DeRue of 1.43. Now, now tell me, Namu, um, like I did watch the heat. It was pretty heavy. Um, I was sort of thinking, could we paddle out and actually get heavy. a higher heat total than him? Well, are you a professional surfer, Tyron? I'm not, mate. I'm not. I probably dream sometimes that I am, but... You are a very good surfer, but, but you're not professional. Do you reckon we could get a, more than a 1.43? Oh, no, I could get more than 1.43. Yep. It did look heavy, though. Yep. I can't say I'm the greatest on my backhand with my wonky knees. Um, <laughs> All right. I, I, I will say this to you. You would get more than 1.43. I know. How shit was that, huh? It's fucking terrible. Like, he was shoulder hopping. Um, and like I said, it was heavy waves and it's easy to um, be in the commentary booth um, commenting. But he's professional. He's mate. He's a he's a CT winner and, and did not have a dig at all. So no digs. No I digs. I think um, curious cop. Curious cop. <laughs> the curious the curious cup for this week for this episode goes to William Cardo. So live your game, mate. If you're not going to take off at Chopes, get off the tour. Go back to the QS, um, and that's all we got to say about that. Um, yeah, so Tyron and I could both get more than 1.43. Oh, you can give it a dig. Yes. <laughs> I reckon I could get two. Two points. Well, it's just one point each it's way. It's out of 20, mate. You can I get know. two out of 20. 1.43 total heat score. Anyway. You pretty much need to take off and not, well. You could go straight. Make a drop and yeah, you're, you're going to get more Make than a drop and get a point. Yeah. Um, anyway. I mean, there's all the water safety and everything else around there, but anyway. Exactly, mate. Exactly. I think I he's think- a well-deserved winner of, <laughs> of, of, of this coveted prize. The September Curious Cup goes to Willing Hutto. So congratulations, my friend. Hopefully, you won't get a backlash from the Brazilian fans about that, but that's okay. Uh, it's all in good fun. Pop- yeah, it's all in good fun. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening to the episode of the Barrel Podcast for this this time. We've been uh, talking about the Tahiti Pro and various other things. Uh, Pleasure to have you listening to us. We are available to have a chat uh, via Facebook. Uh, We've also got the Instagram and uh, reach out if you've got any feedback at all, good, bad, whatever else. Uh, Thanks to T-Bone. Always a pleasure, mate. Always a pleasure, Namu. And uh, we will see you next time and ciao for now. Take care all. Bye.